0: Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving.
1: This is your host, Chris Marwitz, and I'm with you today. Unfortunately, James is a little under the weather, so... Uh, you'll you'll have me for the whole show, so we're, it's going to be a good day. It's always a good day when we have this show. So um, before we get started on the show, I want to give a shout-out to James's parents, Jesse and James Loving back in Chicago. Um, I got to meet them a couple of weeks ago, and there's a reason why James is such a nice, nice guy. His parents are wonderful, loving, just really great parents, And and I just wanted to say thank you. You were so nice, and I look forward to seeing you again soon, so... Anyway, let's start the show. Uh, we have as our guest, we have Abe. Abe, how are you today?
2: Hey, how's it going? How you doing, Chris?
1: Good, good. So we were yeah. talking before the show started. You know, we, we always got to do this. You know, James every week always says, oh, okay, you're going to give up the Cowboys. You're going to give up the Cowboys. But hey, Cowboys in 4-1. you got to be pretty proud yeah. of that.
2: Yeah, I mean, how could you give them up? You know, uh, they're they're having a pretty good season overall. I think, uh, pretty pleased with uh, their performance so far. Uh, you know, they lost the one game, and uh, but uh, you know, they're right up there as contenders right now as far as it goes. Uh, you know, Dak, Dak Prescott, he's doing a really good job as far as uh, getting the job done as quarterback, and uh, I read a few articles about uh, uh Tony Romo coming back in the near future and uh I think they were looking at week eight to try to put him back in, but uh it's to my understanding that Jerry Jones doesn't uh doesn't want to uh rush that, you know, if if if, if uh Dak Prescott's doing a good job as he is. And uh and I think there's growing uh consensus for, for the fans for uh for Dak Prescott to to stay in there and, and keep keep going as long as he can, you know, if he's as long as the guy's doing a good job, why why take him out, you know? So
1: right, and and, and that was actually one of my one of my questions I was going to talk about, you know, because I know we talked about it last week's show, but you know, now during this past week, yeah, Jerry Jones, the owner of the Cowboys, said that once Tony Romo's fully healed, that he will be the Cowboys' starting quarterback, and right. you know, Dak Prescott, as you just said, he's, he's led the Cowboys to a four one impressive start. He's been doing great, you know. Why should they switch to Tony? Is is that a smart move, or or shouldn't they just stay with Dak Prescott's capable hands?
2: Yeah, you know, it's like you said. I, I, it's my understanding that he is fully operational again. You know, he's he's ready to go. Uh, from from the article that I read, they said that the MRI came back that he was, you know, good to go. And uh, so, uh, I mean, it. <sighs> as long as Dak Prescott's doing a good job, I mean, I say keep the guy in there, you know, keep him, keep him going. Uh, you keep the ball rolling, you know, and, and, uh, just go with it for now. Uh, and, uh, you know, if, if, if need be, you know, you put, you put, uh, Tony, Tony Romo, Tony Romo back in there later on in the season, you know, uh, but, but for now I say, just keep rolling with it, you know?
1: yeah i i agree because you know some you know we know football players are superstitious, and all of a sudden yeah. you change one thing about it and it may just totally change revamp the whole system that they have going on, and that could you know help them or make them lose a game
2: right right and I think the chemistry right now is is is, re- is really good you know as far as uh winning games and, and keeping it keeping it where it needs to be so <clears throat> just like i said just If we can just keep that rolling, we should be in good shape. The Cowboys should be in good shape.
1: Okay, so since we're talking about the Cowboys, let's talk about the running back Ezekiel. He's 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 on fire. He's phenomenal.
2: Yeah, uh, you know he's having a phenomenal season so far. Uh, You know, I'm not sure his stats uh, right off the bat, but uh, you know he looks good from uh, game to game. He's he's you know healthy. He's Uh, he runs good. He's, you know, as long as these guys can, uh, create the holes for him and, and, uh, uh, then he, you know, he can make things happen, you know, uh, but, uh, like, like I said, overall, overall pleased with the whole, the whole thing for now, uh, you know, things are going really good.
1: Yep, yep. Well okay, so so we know your wife is a major Raiders fan. She's gonna yes. be I mean I mean, your your house home life must be like just phenomenal right now because you're well, happy, she's happy. I'll I'll tell you what, we, we uh unfortunately
2: we don't get all the games here at home and so we, we have to go out a lot of the times to uh to go uh watch the the Raiders game. And uh, you know, we weren't gonna go this weekend and it got to about probably about halftime on the Raiders game. And then we end up going out to go finish watching the, the rest of the game. And, you know, she was really happy that, that they won. And uh, mm-hmm. so was I, I mean, you know, I, it's, I'm, 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 you know, I'm a, i am I guess you could call me an underlying Raiders fan. I'll, I'll just put that out there right now because, you know, uh, you, you know, I just, I like to see her, you know, uh, happy and and when the Raiders win, she's happy and and everybody's happy. So we we'll, you know we just we just like to we just, hopefully we can keep that going as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. This last week's game was kind of touch and go because you know Chargers love to score points just as much as Oakland does, and they were kind of going back and forth for a bit. A- absolutely, and I mean there's a few
2: games that, have been like that you know that have really been close with the Raiders. I mean. One point games, you know. Uh, so yeah, really, uh, edge of your seat uh, football, uh, nail biting, uh, nail biter, uh, winning games. You know, uh, I mean, just but it I mean that that makes for exciting football, and that's what you want to see. You know, that's the oh, kind of yeah. football I like to watch. I mean, you don't oh. you don't uh, necessarily like to see another team just go out there and pulverize another team, uh, but, but, you know, when it's competitive like that and, you, and, and it's really close and you're on the edge of your seat and you're saying to yourself, man, these guys can do it or you're thinking, oh, this is not going to happen and then they end up winning and it's like, oh, wow, that, that makes for really good football there. hmm
1: hmm So I, I know we talked about this before, but, you know, while we're on the Raiders, you know, what do you think about them possibly moving to Vegas?
2: Yeah, you know, uh, I just read something earlier uh, that said the, uh, Nevada Senate, uh, approved, the uh, the, the move for them. Uh, uh, honestly, I think that, uh, it, w- it, it might be a good thing for them. Uh, as far as the, the diehard fans, the Oakland Raider fans, I'm not so sure that, uh, a lot of them are, are on board for that. You know, uh, I don't think they were too happy when they moved to Los Angeles uh, a few years back. And then, they, ultimately, they came back to Oakland. But, you know, a lot of the diehard Raiders fans, I don't, I don't think they're really crazy about it. Um, but, you know, it would be a new experience for them. It would be, you know, they'd be in a new stadium. Uh, and who knows, maybe they'll, they'll, they'll uh, break into that international international market you know, because there's a lot of people that that come from around the world to Las Vegas, and you know, a lot of those people have money, and who knows, they could end up at at the football games. You know, uh, so that, that, I think that could be a good a good thing for them. Uh, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see how that all plays out.
1: Yeah, uh, it's, I mean, it's still a few years away, but yeah, it's right, kind of interesting. Right. But we'll we'll have to see so what what do you think about you know cam newton you know he's he's back practicing since since his concussion you know they yeah. they lost a heartbreaker this past week to Tampa Bay you know the odds are him playing this week do you think he'll be ready
2: um that's you know that's a good question you know i don't uh I'm not too familiar with the situation as far as uh but i did I did see a little uh tidbit about him uh being injured and having a concussion, but you know that's a tough uh you know depending on how bad that that particular concussion was i mean it could be it could be uh it, it could be uh something that that hangs with him for a little while you know depending on how bad it was but uh mm-hmm. hopefully it wasn't uh anything that was too major uh and it's something that he could probably hopefully uh bounce back from uh you know he's a young guy and I, i'm 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 guessing that he's uh he's pretty tough there and he's he's taken a few hits before but uh hopefully it you know like i said he doesn't it's not something that's going to hang around with him and he can he can get back to full strength 100% in no time
1: so let me ask you this do you, are, are you into fantasy football
2: you know, I, I have I have been in the past, but uh, unfortunately, this year I, I haven't really uh, messed around with it too much. So, okay.
1: yeah, I've, yeah I've, I've I've been fantasy football, and of course, <laughs> that that's something that uh, that that I'm, I I enjoy watching or enjoy doing because you know you don't just have to watch one game; you're watching players specific. So absolutely. it doesn't really matter whether the team wins or loses. It all <laughs> depends on what your your player does. So.
2: Right, right, and the, and 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 the nice thing about that is, you know, you catch yourself, uh, you know, uh, trying to seek those players out and, and, and looking at uh, all the games, you know, yes. uh, across yes. the board, you know, when they're playing on Sunday or what have you. Uh, but you know, like I said, I, ha- I haven't gotten into it too much this this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I have my laptop out. You know the TV's on. We're flipping between channels, and I have my laptop up watching. You know, just paying attention to my specific players, and yeah, you know, it's just yeah, it's I, it's, it's
2: interesting. How'd you how how you fare? Did you how'd you do? Pretty good, pretty well, or
1: well, l- well, last season I won. This season I'm in I'm in oh. third place, but it's still early. <laughs> it's yeah. still early. So well, you, know, you, that, that, you that never know what can happen place, week to
2: week. Third, third place is in. in isn't too bad of a place to be. I mean, you, you could still catch up and get up there, I think.
1: I plan on winning. Every year I plan on winning, so <laughs> hey, <laughs> I just hope it happens you gotta this play, you got to play to win, right? Exactly, That's- exactly. So let, let's talk about the 49ers. So they're off okay. to a 1-4 start, You know, yeah. led by Blaine Gabbert as quarterback. The coaches have decided that a change is necessary, you know, try to change that one for start to get to start winning. So they are uh, decided to bench Gabbert and start Colin Kaepernick. Finally, they're going to going to play him. He's been yeah. speaking a lot, you know, you've been hearing his name. Anyway, what do you think of this and and what uh, and what will this change do to help the 49ers chances of winning?
2: Uh, you know, that's a good question. Uh, I you know, I haven't followed them too much this year uh, or, or seen too much about him, but I did, you know, like you said, uh, hear that, uh, they're wanting to bring Kaepernick back in. Um, you know, uh, it, it, it I, I think what up from what I've heard in the past, Ka- uh, Kaepernick's in, 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 in an inch, excuse me, an interesting subject, you know, he's, he's kind of a different player, you know, he likes to keep to himself. He, uh, he doesn't, uh, engage too much with uh, a lot of the other players you know uh so it, it's hard to say what uh how that's going to go down you know how that's going to happen or how that's going to uh affect their their winning or not winning um you know i'd like to say that uh you bring the guy in he's fresh he's ready to go uh and uh you know they start making some plays and and moving the ball and, and scoring some touchdowns, uh, and, and hopefully that's the case for him, you know, but, uh, it's hard to say because, uh, you know, he's been out for a little while and, you know, I did, I just,
1: uh, I wish him the best, you
2: know, so we'll, we'll see what happens.
1: Okay. Perfect. So we just have another guest with us. Wayman. How are you doing today? Wayman.
3: Oh, you know, I'm enjoying this uh, donkey meat sandwich and also uh, fried eagle, <laughs> like I predicted.
1: So I did say to James, you know, he, 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 he's not feeling well, so he, he's not on the show today. But okay. I did tell him, I said, I said, you know what, I said today of all days, I said because, because the Eagles lost <laughs> and the Redskins won,
3: we're going to hear from Wayman. So oh, how yeah. are you doing today, Wayman, besides, besides
1: having that, sa- that <laughs> sandwich you're eating?
3: <laughs> it is very tasty. Um, I'm doing very well. And uh, obviously looking forward to that Eagles-Redskins game this weekend.
1: That'll be interesting. I'm, 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 I'm hoping that they have it on TV this week. It should be, should be a good one.
3: You know, it's really obviously not being able to get very many Redskins games out right. <clears throat> in this part of the country. It's the reason why I have direct TV. So I'll, I'll definitely be either at home or, or somewhere watching that game.
1: Well, the interesting thing is, like, the Eagles, they had the first two games of the season on TV, on, on national TV, the first two games. So hopefully they'll make this uh, a, a sixth, sixth week and oh, be able to watch the so. game. Because I know, I know that James will be trying to watch it, so
3: <laughs> it'll be good. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely be exchanging text messages this week.
1: Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll forewarn them. So, <laughs> so, William, we were just talking about the 49ers. No, the 49ers. So, they have a one-and-four start. You know, they're led by uh, Blaine Gabbert, of course, as a coach or a quarterback. The coaches have now decided they need a change, you know, so they're going to bench him and start Colin Kaepernick. Um and and we have we have Gabe on again and he just answered this question, so I'm asking you, what do you think of this and what will what will this change do to help the 49ers chances of winning?
3: Um I think at this point, uh just to be honest, um The 49ers don't have a very good roster. Um, I think anyone would be hard-pressed besides Carlos Hyde and their two starting um, quarterbacks to name very many other players uh, even on the 49ers team. And so, you know, Chip Kelly uh, is not really taking any gamble here. They've only won one game. If you look at their schedule, um, you know, I'd be hard-pressed to find another game or two that you would think the 49ers would go into that as the favorite, um, if not a massive underdog. I think they're eight or nine point underdogs this week. So, you know, I think he's trying to infuse some some life into that team. Um, you can't really go wrong. I mean, obviously, Gabbert wasn't getting it done. The team was stagnant. I think this may send a message to the rest of the team that, hey, I'm, I'm still trying Um, I'm going to do what I can and maybe infuse some life and energy into the team. Um, But I also think it may serve another purpose. You give Kaepernick one last shot, you know you don't have a good team, he doesn't perform, and it's easy to show him the door. Um, And then who's the third-string quarterback, McNown or someone like that? So you finish the season with your third-string quarterback, and regardless of how this season plays out, 49ers will be drafting a quarterback in the first round next year.
1: True, true. So you really think that Kaepernick, this will be the end for him?
3: I think this is the end for him in San Francisco, and, and because of his political stance, um, you know, I'm hoping that it won't be the end of his NFL career, but I'm sure he's thought about it and maybe resigned to the fact that he may never start nor play for um, another NFL team. He's restructured his contract um, to be able to get himself some playing time or at least be in the position to, to have playing time. But I'm, this is a sink or swim situation for him. And uh, unless he does something miraculous, w- which I can't imagine would happen, but stranger things have happened, um, I think this is probably his last hurrah in San Francisco at minimum.
1: Okay. We're, 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 we're going to count on you to come on next year. We'll talk about it. So, you know, what? we're <laughs> going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the NFL.
0: You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is your host, Chris Marwitz, and
1: today we have with us Abe and Wayman. How are you guys today?
3: Good, good, good. Oh doing boy.
1: good. So when so, when we're going to break, Wayman, I was I was telling you, you know, you, you have to have to convince Abe that he's gotta quit being a Cowboys fan.
3: You know, I wish I yep. could I could convince Abe, but you know, uh, Abe got a lot of he caught a lot of grief about that Cowboys defense at the last, or the end of last week from uh, from James and um, you look at that Eagles defense compared to the Cowboys defense last week, and you'd be hard-pressed to figure out which one was a top-ten defense. So, you know what, Abe, yeah. as much as, I, much as I despise the Cowboys, um, I can't help but just give them their due thus far until Jerry Jones screws it up by putting Rommel back in there.
1: That was our, our first question, so, yeah, we talked about that.
2: Right, we talked a little bit about that.
3: I I mean, I think you know the the team is confident. You know, you get you got a rookie quarterback winning without arguably one of the top receivers in the league. Now they do have a strong rushing attack, and he's leaning on that. But um, I'm not sure if you watched that game. But when they needed to ice it at the very end and get a first down and throw the ball, he he looks like a seasoned veteran. I mean, he actually scares me a lot more than Romo ever did, and, and, and without all the weapons, uh, that Romo's had at his disposal in the past, so, um, like I said, the only thing that can save me as a Redskins fan this year is Jerry Jones, and I'm glad he's still alive and kicking.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about that, Abe?
2: Well, you know, uh. For now, he's, uh, I I think he's making, he's doing some, some things right, but, uh, you know, in the past, he's, he's, uh, he's been known to let a little too more, too much information out at times, I think, uh, and, uh, some of the decision-making is is a little bit, been a little bit crazy, but, uh, for, for now, it's, it's working for him, you know, what they're doing is working, and, uh. Like I said before, we just want to keep it rolling, just keep it going, and uh i I just want to know i, I I'm surprised. I, I want my what I'm looking forward to is is them playing the Eagles, so uh, I'm sure james will will be beyond me for that one, but uh we'll see how it goes.
1: It will be interesting <laughs> it yeah. will be interesting so so guys, um you know, wow, the Carolina Panthers are one and four. They go from a potential Super Bowl team to this. What do you think is the cause? You know, would this would they be the same position if they had kept Josh Norman? Abe, what do you think?
2: Who? who, who I'm sorry. What, who was that again?
1: The uh, Carolina Panthers.
2: Panthers. Uh, man. That's you know, it's a, it's a different team than uh, than what it was last year, and uh, you know. Uh, it it's hard to say uh what what's going on there you know i mean it was, as far as uh you know winning games and i i' i i'm 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 kind of at a loss on it you know i don't i don't really know uh maybe maybe uh maybe Wayman has a little more he can weigh in on it a little bit better than i can
1: all right wayman what what do you think about that
3: I think uh, anybody watching even the game on um, Monday night, Josh Norman not being there for Carolina has made a huge difference on that defense. Um, You know, when Jameis Winston and Tampa Bay had to come back, uh, just some wide open passes, you have defensive backs that are playing off coverage and giving up easy first downs uh, pretty much the entire game. Where looking at Josh Norman with my Redskins, and, and now the Redskins are using him correctly, where he's taking out essentially the top receiver from the other team, Dez Bryant. First half versus the Redskins was eating up Breland, Josh Norman, no receptions, um, and those type of cornerbacks are rare in the NFL, definitely rare in today's NFL. And and so if you lose a talent like that, um, you saw what Atlanta did to him. You saw what a team like Tampa Bay did to him. Um. Even the Broncos, to some extent, even though they were fairly conservative, um, Carolina was able to shift their defense to one side of the field because they knew Josh Norman could, could handle his side. Odell Beckham knows type of things, and now they can't do that, and they're being exposed all over their defense. And I think that's the biggest thing: is that last year, not only you know was was Cam Newton uh, uh, supreme and surreal talent, but their defense was great. And if you looked at that defense on Monday night versus Tampa Bay, that does not look like a defense that is going to stop the elite teams in the NFL. And to me, that's the big difference. Obviously, um, Cam Newton wasn't there. They're still scoring points when he's there. The big difference is you have teams like Atlanta in a division. They're not favored versus New Orleans this week, even with Cam Newton potentially coming back. And that's not anything to do with their offense. They're going to score points versus New Orleans. That defense is
0: bad.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was a interesting game to watch on on Monday night, and I was I was very disheartened by how they were playing, and it it wasn't good. So we'll see what happens. And, and they're not.
3: Yeah, and it, and it does you know, and and it's you know just like anything else, you you have a great season and and you lose a couple of pieces, and I, I love that about the NFL because. Nobody can maintain. Even the Broncos lost um, some valuable pieces off of their Super Bowl team. Other teams are going to come in and start poaching and take players off your team. But I even think the mindset um, is a little different. I I think Carolina just expected, being in a division that they're in um, and pretty much everything being the same, that you were going to pretty much roll through your division. um, and, And you have teams like Tampa Bay. You have teams like New Orleans. Um, which you've traditionally dominated. And even Atlanta, even though they gave you your only loss last year, you you expect to be able to beat those teams even if you're not on your A game. And and Carolina is finding out very quickly that even on their A game, they're going to be hard-pressed to beat a lot of those teams this year.
1: Right, right. So, all right, guys. So Tom Brady, quarterback of the New England Patriots, he came back last week and he threw for some impressive stats. He was twenty-eight of forty for four hundred and six yards and three touchdowns, and for this he received the AFC Offen- Offensive Player of the Week honor. You know, keep in mind that uh, you know of course he played against the Cleveland Browns, but do you see Brady keeping these stats up, Abe?
2: Uh you know, I think I think he's gonna I think he's gonna continue it. I mean, uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, I'm not crazy about the Patriots, but the guy can just. He can throw the ball. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, he's he's uh, he's a phenomenal quarterback, uh, and I don't see him. I don't see him going south any anytime soon. You know, I, he's uh, yeah. I, I I just I he, he's good. That's all there is to it.
1: Yeah. So, Wayman, what do you think about that?
3: Um, it's almost hard for me not to predict the Patriots winning the Super Bowl um, and only because um, and you know, we've heard reference to Bill Belichick being the devil or at least being cahoots with the devil. Bill Belichick is going to punish the league as best he can this year for the deflate gate thing and he has the perfect weapon in Brady. Um it's not like Belichick needs any more motivation, you know, for that team in New England. <clears throat> but the fact that they lost their star for four weeks were still three and one and competitive. And who would have thought that after not playing for four games in your first game of the season, he has Brady checking it forty times. So just imagine once he really gets comfortable and is able to utilize all his weapons what Belichick is going to do, I guarantee you, Belichick is out to punish the league. Now, whether or not that happens, I guess is yet to be seen. But it won't be for lack of him trying.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it was. It was pretty impressive to watch. To watch Brady, of course. I'm, I'm, I'm the mindset of you guys. I'm not a huge fan of 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 Brady, but you got to give the man his, his his due. He he was he was on fire. He had he had a lot to
3: prove, a lot to prove, and he, he did. did it. So. He did, and and Belichick's one to put him in position. Like I said, I mean, what other quarterback coming into his first game, and I understand Brady's a season vet and and knows that team inside and out. He threw the ball 40 times against Cleveland Mm -hmm. when they didn't have to. Um, Even late into the fourth quarter, Belichick is still chucking the ball. Brady's going to have a fantastic season, and the road to the AFC championship minimum goes through New England.
1: Hmm. that's, that's interesting you say that. So, cuz my my next question has to do with uh who who the projections are for the playoffs. So, right now, they're saying the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Minnesota Vikings now have the best playoff odds. and it's based on football outsider season projections. Um, do you think this is correct, Abe?
2: Um, oh, wow, that's that's a kind of a tough question. Uh, you know, that. I want I want to say I want to say the Cowboys are going to be in there, you
1: no, uh, <laughs> I wonder why.
2: <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it, it it's like Wayman was saying earlier, you know, uh anything can happen week to week. And, you know, uh especially when you get into these division games, uh that those are the games that that, that are must wins, I think for a lot of these teams, you know, uh you definitely don't want to get beat in a division game. Uh, so, you know, I think as you start to see more and more of those happen, then you'll start to see who's going to get weeded out and whatnot. But uh, uh, to say that uh, Minnesota and the Steelers are going to be there, I, I, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Oh, you, but you gotta got to predict something. So they might as well do, go along. So, Wayman, what, what do you think?
3: I think that's based more on um, <clears throat> their respective divisions. Um, you know, you got Minnesota on a bye week this week, and they play Philadelphia. I think the only other teams on that schedule, you know, that have winning records right now are they do have to play the Redskins in Arizona, Dallas, but, you know, they play um, the NFC South, or, or I'm sorry, the AFC South. Um, you know, so as a cross-division rival. So you're looking at teams like Jacksonville, Indianapolis. They already stomped Houston, um, and they've already beaten Tennessee. So you look at their division, Minnesota's, or you have a team like Chicago, um, where you also have a team that they've already beat, Green Bay. Um, So they just have to play them once there. Um, And then Detroit. So you're not thinking that's a very daunting schedule for Minnesota. That defense is by far and away the best that I, I see out there, um, and their offense is progressing. I mean, that, that, the defense is playing so well, it's given um, Bradford some time to <clears throat> to kind of come along in that offense. So I would be hard-pressed to look at the NFC, maybe barring Atlanta, and we're still kind of seeing what Seattle's going to do. Um, <clears throat> but I think those have to be the top three teams in the NFC, Atlanta, Um, who has a suspect defense, and Seattle, to me, who has kind of a suspect offense. Um, In the AFC, Pittsburgh's defense is just too porous for me to to predict them going to the Super Bowl. So, personally, I I would say New England. Um, And and also looking at that division with Miami, um, the Jets, and the Bills, I think that's one of the not saying it's a soft division, but I think the Patriots run through that division – um, and wind up in the super
1: Bowl hmm. well so so let me let me ask you this. You talked about Seattle um did you watch the game not this week because they were on bye week, but the week before. Did you watch the game or hear the game?
3: uh who did they play
1: well the, um I can't remember who they played i I was just watching with with Seattle itself um let me. Pull up and see who they played. Okay. Anyway, I, I what, what I was going to ask was, had to do with uh, Wilson and, uh, and 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 his tight end, um, the, Graham. You know, they they they, yeah. they hadn't been connecting, and all of a sudden in that game they connected. They played the Jets. That's who they played, but uh, cool. they were connecting. They were on fire with each other, and I mean, how, how does that happen? All of a sudden. You you know, at game four, you know, one, two, three, you you just can't seem to connect. And all of a sudden, game four, it happens. You know, Gabe, do you know how that would happen?
2: Well, I mean, uh, I don't know. You know, uh, you get a guy to get open and and you're able to to hit him where, you know, on his his route. And, I mean, that's, you know, it's a lot like... uh, uh, the Falcons and the Broncos, you know, uh, you know, I think, uh, to leave got beat a couple of times there in this last game. So, I mean, it's just about figuring out how to beat the guy, uh, across from you and, and then delivering the ball basically, you know, I mean, uh, but, uh, that, that's the real tricky part is figuring out how to beat that guy and how to, how to get, uh, get around him mm-hmm. and get open.
3: Yeah, yeah, Waylon? I I think in Seattle, it has more to do with um, Graham's mindset coming in. Where obviously, when he played in New Orleans, he was flexed out. He was more receiver than he was tight end. wasn't asked to block a whole lot in that New Orleans offense. Um, and then you you just automatically assume since he was arguably along with Gronkowski at the upper echelon of tight ends in the NFL, you plug him into Seattle <clears throat> and he's going to have fantastic years where it didn't happen because he's asked to block in that system. They're a primarily run heavy <clears throat> offense and you don't have that many opportunities. And you look at Seattle's receivers and tight ends, they don't have a ton of opportunities to catch the ball. But now that he's been in this system, he knows his role. Russell Westbrook has had him for a year, even though, and, and part of that, a big part of that also was injuries. He's, he's been injured for most of the time that he's been in Seattle. But now um, that Seattle does not have Marshawn Lynch, cannot run the ball as effectively as they have in the past, and they've turned more to Russell Wilson in the passing game, well, look who we have on our team. And who look who, it turns out, has always been here, and has always been, this huge, athletic, wide-open person on this team. And so I think Russell Westbrook is finally taking advantage of of who's been there all along, coupled with the fact that Graham has embraced his role. you got to block in that offense, but there's going to be some opportunity now that Seattle has expanded and is more and more becoming a pass-oriented offense. I think you'll see Graham's numbers continue to shoot up.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because they, you know, their defense, or offensive weapons, you know, he's always thrown to Baldwin. Wilson's always thrown to Baldwin. Now he's got Graham. So they have, you know, and, and they they have a, a running game with Christian, you know, now that, uh, as you say, now that uh, um, Marshawn Lynch is no longer there. They they have still have a running game, but not as strong, but it's still there. So it, I, I think they're making it work. So Anyway, we're going to take a break, guys. When we come back, I have some more questions for you. We'll be right back
0: Sampai You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is your host, Chris Marwitz. And unfortunately, as I said, James is not feeling well. So you have me for the rest of the show.
1: And we have as our guests we have Abe and Wayman. How are you guys doing today?
3: We are doing great.
1: <laughs> oh, it's 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 like as as I was telling you saying to to Wayman. I it, it, one thing I, I enjoy about having you know being on the show or, or hosting the show is you know I always I always learn a few things you know that that I hadn't thought of you know especially when it comes to defenses or you know schemes and stuff and and I I appreciate you know your insight both you guys is telling me and and letting me know what you know what, what what I hadn't really thought of so thank you All right guys we kind of danced around this a little bit so let's let's get into it Atlanta Falcons defeated the Denver Broncos on Sunday you know it was it was clear cut from the get go they they had Denver's number do you think the Falcons exposed Denver's defense, or was it something else? Abe, what do you think? I, I think I
2: well, you know, I can't I can't say that it was absolutely that was the case. Uh, you know, they had uh, uh, Lynch in there as quarterback, and and I think you know that that had a lot to do with it. I I I think, but. Uh, uh, you know uh, what I'm thinking about is is what what how are they going to get uh, how are they going to do in this next game against the Chargers? Uh, you know that could potentially be uh, a tough game for them. You know, and and like I said before, I don't I don't think that that's one that they want to lose as a division game. You know, they not they they definitely don't want to lose to the Chargers. But uh, you know, we'll see how it how it goes. And from what I understand, Simeon's going to be back in uh i i hope he's going to be back in i mean uh one one report that i saw said that he uh it could be uh game time when they actually make the decision if they're going to put him in uh you know they have got uh coach kubiaks out for the week so you know that it, it could it could be potentially a, a tough game for him but yeah. uh we'll see we
1: see what happens. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, that's that's true. That's very true. It'll it'll be interesting. I'm I'm kind of hoping that, you know, they come out, but you never know. So, Wayman,
3: what what, what do you believe? Um, I definitely and, and I spoke to it. <clears throat> uh, if you remember last week, I, I think there's definitely two ways to beat the Broncos. Um, and, and I'm I'm not sure why everybody doesn't do it. The Patriots definitely do it. Um, Pittsburgh definitely does it. The blueprint is there to beat the Broncos. First off, it starts and ends with protection. Um, you know, A talked about Tlaib getting beat, and I talked about Tlaib and Chris Harris not being as great as people think they are once the offensive line blocks. First off, if you can protect versus the Broncos and throw the, throw the ball downfield, you saw wide open receivers. Um breaking loose. That's issue number one. And, and it's easier said than done. I can sit here all day and say, block Von Miller. It's probably one of the hardest things to do in the NFL. But if you can send in some extra protection and what have you, you got Ray on the other side who's good, but, but not quite the same talent. Um, if you shift some people towards Von Miller, stop them from getting pressure on your quarterback, you definitely have a shot versus the Broncos. Now, the biggest part of the blueprint is having, and, and not everybody in NFL has this either, is good running backs that you can get out on those Bronco linebackers because they destroyed them. Both of those running backs out the backfield put the Broncos uh, linebackers on their heels. And so if you can swing your, your, your running back out into the flat, put them out in patterns like Pittsburgh can do with Le'Veon Bell, like Atlanta did with Tevin Coleman and Freeman. They ran free all day. Not only did they run the ball effectively versus the Broncos, um, but they were able to get out into pass patterns. um, And and it's the same thing if you guys remember uh, the Patriots almost beating the Broncos in the playoffs last year and how many passes James White dropped versus the Broncos. I remember him dropping one in the end zone. They kept trying to throw it to him up up the sideline. But but that's the game plan, that's the blueprint. And there are certain teams that definitely expose the Broncos. Like I said, like Pittsburgh and how they use Le'Veon Dale. There are certain teams that are gonna use it and can use it versus the Broncos. Not everybody has dynamic running backs that they can put out in the flat, put out into um pass patterns and have them catch. Um but that is definitely a way you can expose that Broncos defense. Yeah, it was it was it
1: was definitely shown. <laughs> Toughly shown, but yeah, that was it was not fun. Yeah, okay, and, and it so, wasn't by
3: accident. You saw how Atlanta. I mean, and 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 Belichick's done this with his offense. He's inverted it. He he goes from inside out. So against the Broncos, and and the last receiver to have over a hundred yards versus the Broncos was Gronkowski. So he yeah. inverted his offense. Nope, you can let Chris Harris and and Tlaib shut down our main receivers but who's going to shut down this tight end and running back? And that's how you beat the Broncos right now.
1: Yeah, that was, it was like I said, it was, it was not a fun game to watch. It was very painful, but, you know, <laughs> you, you, you called it. You called it, so. Uh-huh. Let's just hope that it doesn't happen again, for my sake. But, anyway. All right, so Ben Roethlisberger, quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's concerned about his team's physical practices and the health of the players. You know these practices have caused injuries to key players. does Ben have a valid concern or not Abe what do you think
2: uh well i mean if uh if they're predicted to go to the super Bowl I mean definitely you should be concerned about it you know uh you know you gotta save- you gotta save all these players for game time you know, and if they're getting hurt in practice that's that's never a good thing so uh, yeah i, I I, 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 you know, I just, uh, I think that, uh, it, it's, it's never a good thing when, when players are getting injured anytime, but, uh, especially in practice, so.
1: Right. But again, isn't that part of the game? So, a- uh, Wayman, I mean, you, you know,
2: it, it, it's, it's, it's going to happen, it, you know, but, uh, you don't, it's when it oh. happens is, is, is. What you know, you, you don't you don't want it to happen, you know, uh, in practice or, or, I mean, if it happens in game time, so be it. But you know, you definitely want to at least make it to that point.
1: I think. Right. Hi, Wayman. What what what's your opinion on that?
3: Would, would you repeat the question? I didn't hear all of it.
1: Oh, sorry. Um, so Ben Roethlisberger, quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he's concerned about his team's physical practices and the health of the players. you know, He so said basically during the practices, they've caused injuries to key players. You know, and and my, my question to you is, does Ben have a valid concern or not?
3: I definitely think that that concern is valid. Um, I can remember my freshman year at the University of Wyoming, and we had 26 major surgeries. Um, we had an old school coach, Coach Tiller, Mm-hmm. Um, from Ohio, so kind of that Midwestern tough mentality, and and we hit every single day, and and not only did we hit ninety <clears> percent <throat> uh, of the time, we were in full gear, full pads, um, all these different drills to toughen people up, and 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 the greatest thing that I saw in Coach Tiller, um, and I've told this to him to his face, is his evolution. By the time I was a senior. <clears throat> Rarely did we hit in practice, and rarely did we ever show up in full pants. He wanted to work on the finer things, the technique, um, You don't have to teach someone how to hit someone else, um, but you do have to teach people how to be in the right position, um, to make sure they know what their plays are, um, to make you know to work on the focus and the finer points and that's what coach tiller did we We quit hitting as much. And so we were chomping at the bit on Saturday to get out there and pop somebody else in the mouth. And, and I think, once again, coaches like Belichick, um, like Pete Carroll, even though you do have a very physical team, their practices are more geared towards fine-tuning and working on uh, situational things rather than just getting out there to hit for, for hitting's sake. I mean, it, you do yourself no good, like Abe was saying, when you're missing key components to your team. So, yeah, it it, it has a place. But if you're an NFL player, you've been playing football your entire life. When I got to the University of Wyoming, people might have tweaked my tackling technique, but nobody needed to tell me how to tackle. Um, what, What you needed to tell me was how to be in the right position, how to look for certain plays and routes and those type of things, and I think that should be more of the focus and, and the teams that are winning, I think that is more of the focus than just getting out there and running into each other um, and hurting one another.
1: Right, right. But you know, you got to remember who their coach is. You know, and their coach is very—it's all physical. You know, he's all about being physical. So, you know, you got to remember what team you're with too, and and what what their what their. Yeah, I I I remember something I heard a long time ago. You 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 practice you play how you practice so. You know, if, if you practice hard, you're going to play hard.
3: And, and I agree, but you don't have to practice with all that physicality. And, and, and I do, you know, and, and that is one of the things that I like about Mike Tomlin is, is he's super intense and, um, you know, he, he's passionate about the game and he's passionate about the players. And I don't think he's any more passionate <clears throat> than the coaches that I played with. But uh, how you approach that and, and how you how you manage that I think, will, will play a key role in, in, in his team going forward. I mean, you look at right. Pittsburgh last year, which beat the Broncos a couple of times, but by the time they played the Broncos in the playoffs, Ben Roethlisberger was hurt, um, their Antonio Brown was hurt, Le'Veon Bell was out. Um, you, you're missing, I mean, imagine anybody trying to win a game with one of those players missing, let alone all three. If that's yeah. not enough to convince a coach that maybe we need to ease it back a little bit,
1: I don't know what is. Yeah, I just, I, I still, you know, for me, it's, it's all about who, who the, who the coach is and what, what your, what, what his philosophy is. So, you know, and sometimes you just gotta do what they, what they want. But and I understand, you know, when it comes to, to injuries and, and key stuff, that's that can be tough. But. These guys, they should be in, in pretty good physical shape where hopefully the, the injuries aren't as bad as they have been. So we'll see. Okay, guys, um, last thing I want to talk about is the power rankings. They've changed again this week. So I want to see what you guys think. Number one is Minnesota Vikings. Number two is the Patriots. 3 is the Pittsburgh Steelers, 4 is the Broncos, 4 is the Seahawks, and this is a surprise me. Carolina Panthers, they're, they you know, they they here. they are one and four and they're they're in 13th place. You know, in, in in you guys have any any concerns about this? Any comments? Abe,
2: uh, well, you know, the the Panthers I think they have some work to do, you know. Uh, I mean, they they've got a, a little bit of ways to catch up. But uh, you know, I think I think all those other teams that you talked about, you, I think you hit them pretty pretty right on. I mean, as far as where they were ranked at. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's still you know, it, it you never know week to week what's going to happen. I mean, anything could happen, and so you you have to go into the game and be prepared, and uh, you know have a good game plan uh, and. Uh, stick to that game plan and you know and if it's if it's not working for you make sure you uh you have an alternate and hopefully that works for you you know but uh it, 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 it we'll have to see uh how it all shakes out
1: yeah that's true so wayman we 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 have just a few seconds left do you have any comments to the to the power rankings
3: you know, I think, like you said, and like Dave said, I think those first those teams at the top of the rankings, I think definitely deserve to be there. The Panthers are living off of, and we do it all the time in sports, they're living off of reputation. They're living off of potential and what possibly could be. We're still fairly early in the season, so people are giving them the benefit of the doubt rather than looking at their body of work thus far. I mean, obviously at one and three or one in four. You should be ranked near the bottom of the league, not, not towards the middle. Um, but like I said, in sports all the time, we give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, it's, we say they're just off to a slow start. With the weaponry they have, we figure that they can turn it around. But no, I don't think that accurately reflects where Carolina should be ranked at this point in time.
1: Yeah, I hear you. Well, guys, we gotta we gotta end the show, but it's been great. You know, Abe All Wayman, right. thank you for calling in. Thank you for, for making my job easy. And um, we'll see what happens next week. And a- a- Wayman, I know. I-, I hope that something happens in the right direction this past this coming week. But you know, we'll see what happens in the game.
3: I, I-, I believe great. I will be tuning on week. more
1: of and this. Uh, don- I'm sorry, say that again.
3: Going. I, I think I'll be chewing okay. on donkey burger again next
1: week. All right, <laughs> all right, hey When I mean, you guys have a great week, and uh, right, hopefully we'll you. talk to you guys next week. Next.